When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Hello, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year round. This is Randy, Cole, Sydney, and Beth. And today we will be continuing our ghost topic, part two. With a, a couple different sets of ghosts this time around. Spooky. Very spooky. But as always, we begin with our holiday happenings for the week. So I know one of the items we have is today is cream-filled donut day. Yum. The best yes, of right. those like minor holidays. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we went and we uh, got cream-filled donuts and pumpkin donuts from Dunkin' Donuts today. They weren't offering anything particularly special for cream-filled donuts. They, they didn't seem to be aware that it was cream-filled donut day. Did you enlighten them? Nope. No. There no. were people in there. <laughs> we, we, we were just happy to get what we wanted and leave. Yeah. The other holiday happening that I have was I was looking online to see if the fall Hallmark movie um, guide had come out to say what, when the fall Hallmark movies would be available. And I had looked at this a few weeks ago, and there looked like there was like five or six I went on there today, and there's only three that are listed. Huh. October 5th is Over the Moon in Love. That October, sounds promising. <laughs> October 12th is Love, Fall, and Order. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Funny. That and, one's good. And October 19th is Good Witch, Curse from a Rose. Is that a, is that a play on the Seal song, Kiss from a Rose? I don't know. Curse I don't know. from a Rose. And- one out of those three names actually sounds like fall because they included the word fall. Yeah, over the moon. Yeah, no, so, no, the fall in order, not over the moon. Well, over the moon. You think of moon in the fall? Oh, I don't. I know. Yeah, but she everybody was... does. <laughs> everybody does. I, I think the moon's probably around all year. I can't. I can't say that for certain. I mean, we're around all year, so that's true. Wow, <laughs> it's got you there. Yep, so I was a little surprised there's only three this year, including uh, Goodwitch one, and then from there they they just move on to Christmas. Oh, right. isn't that unusual? Don't they usually yes. have more fall? Well, I think so. In, lately, they've been moving Christmas up yeah. more. It basically yeah. starts before Halloween this year. Well, and that's kind of how a lot of the stores, I notice, they start, like, some of them already have Christmas decorations. And they have stuff on sale. Yeah. For the, the fall stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and now that I think about it, in the past few years, I can only remember, like, a couple Halloween Hallmark specials. Yeah, right. Like, they really don't have many of those. The Good Witch is really the the best Halloween one. Yeah, but that we like. <laughs> well, it's That's really the, only, the Hallmark like. of the Hallmark series. Yeah. Uh, nah. what? Okay, so what's the other one? Yeah, Cole. Well, what's I can, another I one can, that you... I can pull it up here because okay, I really right like ahead. it. Do it. Do it, Cole. It is... Uh, 2015's October Kiss with Ashley Williams. It was a... uh, That's a a Halloween one? Yep, Poppy Summerall is hired near Halloween as a temporary nanny by Ryan Lawson, a widowed, work-obsessed executive, and through a series of adventures, the eternally optimistic Poppy sets out to teach Ryan and his two young children what's important in life Unconditional love, family, and the joy of everyday occurrences. Shenanigans ensue. <laughs> As always, there so will be. A I enjoyed that much more than the Good yeah. Witch. 
which I am not the hugest fan of. Yeah. And which Dad and I are. Yes, we like it a lot. Yeah, so the Good Witch one, the Good Witch Fall one, is October 19th. And then the next weekend, they start off with Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses, October 26th. And those are new ones? And those are new ones. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So to kick off our ghostish topics, I am going to be your ghost comedian for today. Ooh. How funny do you think I am? Dead funny. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us these jokes, Sydney. I hear they're to die for. Oh. All right. What do ghosts serve for dessert? Any guesses? Um, blueberry pie. <gasps> That's a good one. That was good. Yes. Anybody else? Uh, no. Devil's food cake. Oh, that's a good one. But no, ice scream. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. Good one. And one more before we get into the topics. What do ghosts and goblins drink when they are thirsty? Um, ghosts and goblins. Drink when ghosts they're and goblins. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a critical thinking riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, that's what it feels like. It's like there's some. It's just a joke. There's <laughs> some pun. Dissecting it already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, the, dad, I don't know. the dad pun wheels inside yeah. dad's brain are turning. Must think of it. What, what Sydney, what do they drink? The, com- the competitiveness in me is like, if I can think of it and dad doesn't, then... Then yeah. you win? No, I win. <laughs> Ghoul aid! Uh-huh. Oh, that was good. I don't think I would have thought of that one. No. No. Yeah, so we'll save a couple more for later, but let us get into the topics at hand. That's right. We will start off with Beetlejuice. Now, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, don't say it three times. Well, why? <laughs> now, we actually what just watched happen? this last night because it's been a while since I know I've watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I only remember part bits and pieces of it. Yeah. But I don't remember. But the funny thing is that I thought it was a while since I watched it because I the last time I watched it, I think, was a couple years ago. But I didn't realize that it was, like, a while since you guys had watched it. Right, yeah. Yeah, long time. Yeah. Um, but I remember uh, I remember really enjoying it when I was younger and watching it. Um, I didn't realize you watched it when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little too young. How did we're you get finding out. Yeah, we're always finding out. You watch these things Good when you're young. Grief. Well, well I, I remember I watched it at a relative's house, I you're, think. I watched it somewhere. Okay. It was in charge of you It wasn't at home. <laughs> Clearly it was dad. <laughs> well, I remember um, a lot of people are familiar with uh, Beetlejuice starring uh, Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin. But um, Oh my goodness. When I saw Davis. Alec Baldwin, that was crazy. He was yeah. so, young. He was so, so young. young. I yeah. totally... I started watching... We Okay. Did not plan to stay. I don't have good memories of Beetlejuice. But I ended up staying because it was actually cute in my yeah. mind. And the two ghosts appeared... One of which was Alec Baldwin, and I totally, I'm like, oh, I, I literally had no idea who they were or why they were there. Yeah. Totally yeah. forgot so, about that piece. So let's, uh, let's run down a plot summary here before we get into it. Um, it came out in 1988, so spoilers alert if you were planning on seeing Beetlejuice and you haven't before. <laughs> it's a little late for that, though. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so it's the story of Adam and Barbara Maitland, who live in a beautiful house in New England, and it's like just the most picturesque town, intentionally. Like, the grass is ridiculously green, and everybody's nice. 
Um, but one day, while driving home, they are involved in a terrible auto accident. Because Go. they were avoiding a dog. Because they were avoiding a dog. Um, they managed to walk home somehow. They don't remember how. Yeah. Only to discover that they have now died and now haunt their old house. So when their house is purchased by an out-of-state family, they feel their home is threatened by the over-the-top artist wife and real estate idea man husband. Their only relief is the gothic daughter of the family, who is ridiculously gothic. Ridiculously, and very dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatic. She's wearing, like, veils and, like, all these feathered hats and stuff like that. Everything Everything is... Black, and she's very... It's a very young Winona writer. Yeah. Very young. So, their attempts to scare the family out of their house are ignored or laughed at, and then they finally fall to temptation and use the people exerciser, Beetlejuice, but when they find his tactics too dangerous uh, and his personality a little abrasive, you could say... Offensive. A little offensive. Very offensive. Very offensive. They attempt to contain him and save the family they were trying to boot. Yeah, and I have to say, Beetlejuice, in and of it himself, is just gross. He is rude and crude, and... He's terrible to look at. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, But he's hilarious. It's a great performance by Michael Keaton. Way over the top. Way over the top. Yeah. And the whole movie, it's uh, directed by Tim Burton, and this is, like, his most Tim Burton-y-ness. Oh, my goodness. I remember, like, at one point, we were watching the movie, I'm like, what in the world is going on? Because they had, it looked like a building machine, but it had these little, like, skeleton arms, and it was, like, doing something with the dirt, and we were all looking at it. Cole, Cole clarified it. It's like... He said, it's a Tim Burton movie. You, no, you said, you said, what kind of machine is that? Yeah. And I said, it's a Tim Burton machine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it really wasn't doing anything. No. no. Um, but it looked weird. But there yeah. were like black and white stripes on everything and yes. uh, because, like yeah. weird zany like hallways that like the, uh, what would you call it? The geometry? The, the geometry of these hallways was all like warped yes, around right. so yeah. you were going like yeah like the the underworld it was right, very right. like had a lot of character to it it was a very it's a very creative movie yes. i always enjoy seeing it yeah i think that it's close to the line we said we were going to do ghosts but not scary ghosts right and i would say for younger people cold there's some grossness to yes, it I, I enjoyed it when i was decapitated younger. head but not in a it's not like today's standards of, no. of gore. Right. It really is it? Like, it all does... Like, I kept thinking it looks like clay. But the interesting thing is that I've talked to some people who said that the claymation freaked them out more than, say, CGI nowadays. Because we know that it's... Because none of it is practical nowadays. Mm-hmm. So they, it's more like, you know, in the back of your mind you know it's fake. Whereas when you're right. little and you're seeing the claymation... Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of kids now aren't as freaked out... By the CGI stuff as going back and seeing old practical effects, even if it's fake. Right, because they can reason, you know, because if no one, if they don't use practical effects, then they can reason, oh, nothing is there. Right. So I don't have to be afraid of it. Whereas. Right, it's more the knowledge that something is there. Right. It's like why uh, the original Jurassic Park is more freaky than um, Jurassic World. Ah. Gotcha, gotcha. And shout out to Mabel. 
In Gravity Falls, she also hates claymation. <laughs> That's funny. I had forgotten about that. I just made that connection. Yeah. But um, but yes, this was a very quirky movie. Yeah, and the Maitlands, the ones that passed away to begin with, are very nice people. They really and are. And they remain nice people after they die, right? So that's part of the conflict, is that they don't want to be super mean or dangerous to the people. They just would prefer that they weren't there. Yeah. Um, so they're nice from a ghost perspective. Um, and then even when they go to the underworld or the ghostly world, right, That that there's some gross things, there's some weird things there. Yeah. Um, like a shrunken head guy. Well, the lady that's cut in half. Lady like, and she half. was obviously like a magician's yes. thing gone so awry. So she's just sitting in two different spots. Right. And yep. she's perfectly fine, but yeah. for and a younger person, that might be a little freaky. Yeah. So there's definitely a line that you want to think about as far as how young you, know, you want your kids to, to watch it. But it definitely is a fun movie. I think a fun Halloween movie. Right. Okay. I have some fun facts about Beetlejuice. Some things that maybe people aren't aware of. One of them is that early drafts of the script were far less whimsical, which I thought was interesting. Do you have that list? He has the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting to find out that it was, it was meant to be a little more scary. Mm-hmm. And dark, yep. Yes. Which is Which is interesting. Michael Keaton does a good job of keeping the whimsy in it, even though he's gross. Right. And rude and crude. Yeah, because I think it's nice to have some of these kind of in-between um, scary-ish movies, Beetlejuice... Uh, what's the other one that's really popular? Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not like little kiddish, uh, but they're not like the gruesome ones. Right. Um, even the Maitland's death scene mm-hmm. is basically them swerving out of the way from a dog. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of funny because the dog is the one that ultimately causes their demise when he, you know, they're, they're hanging out basically by a plank of wood and the dog is standing on the plank of wood. Yeah, so it's weighted, so the dog, as long as the dog is still standing there, the car isn't going to tip right to the river. And the dog looks at them and jumps off. (laughs) So their last scene is of that dog, and they just lay it upside down. So you don't really ever see the the scene. Right, Right, yeah. But it says the original script had a more gruesome death associated with it. Um, But there are some gruesome things that follow that. Like when they, so originally, they don't know that people can't see them. Right. So when the people show up, they try to scare them off by, like, she tears her face off. Right. Yeah, that was weird. And, like, the eyeballs pop out and everything. It's one of those things that just even 80s kids shows were just so much darker than they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that Sammy Davis Jr. was Tim Burton's first choice for Beetlejuice? Yeah, I can't see that. No. Right. It's, It's interesting that... I mean, it would be a whole different show. It really would. He was 63 at the time, it says. So yep. who's this person? <laughs> exactly. Sonny <laughs> Davis so Jr. Funny. He sings the Christmas song that we love, The Baby is Cold Outside. That Sammy Davis Jr. And... Oh, yeah. He was actually yeah. part of the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. So he was 63 wow. at this point um, in his life. So yeah, he was on the... He was a younger side of the Rat Pack, but by this time he was older. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 63 is old. That's funny. I just want to. I just want to point out. I knew who Sammy Jane, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was. Like, so it's not like just a younger person. Thing. <laughs> yeah. But I also listened to a lot of music from the Rat Pack. Right, which is a whole different yeah. thing. I've been, I don't. Well, I was thinking. I don't know how many kids your age listen to the Rat Pack. How many kids? How many 23 year old kids my age? Yes. Well, you're my kid. <laughs> <laughs> kids, kids these days. Kids, 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 kids. Yeah. <laughs> 
that they're always on their iPhones. Can you come over and help me? Like, show me how to do this on my iPhone. <laughs> so the um, the other thing that was interesting is that Beetlejuice was named after a star in the constellation Orion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the original spelling of Beetlejuice and the one that's throughout the show when you see the name Beetlejuice is B-E-T-E-L-G-E-U-S-E. And that's the that's the name of the star in that in the constellation Orion. Mm-hmm. And it was the beginning credits, the beginning of the show, it's Beetlejuice, like a beetle and a cup of juice. Yeah. So that's how it's spelled, phonetically. Yeah. So that's just interesting. That is interesting. And um, speaking of which, our cousin, so we, our cousin had a dog named BJ. And I learned when I was younger that BJ was short for Beetlejuice because he really liked that movie. Yeah. And yeah, it's funny because I had no idea. The other day, Sydney said, Mom, do you know why, do you know what BJ stood for? You know, I just saw some random question that <laughs> jumped into her head. Happens to me. So I said, no, what? And she said, Beetlejuice. So I was like, really? Because yeah. I, I never knew. But I never really thought to ask what it stood for. I just thought maybe it was just PJ. I think yeah. Amal was the one who told me that. I thought it was interesting that a number of actresses rejected playing the role of Lydia, who, when known was a writer, um, actually ended up playing. Yeah. But a- actresses that, that I recognize from yeah. my childhood, but many of these I think you guys would recognize too. Lori Laughlin. Oh, oh, what, Lori? Lori, the one? <laughs> She's in trouble now. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> What's going on with Diane Lane? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, oh, okay. Brooke Shields. Oh. Justine Bateman. Molly Ringwald. And Jennifer Connelly all turned that, that role down. Interesting. I wonder why. Well, Jennifer Connelly was busy with Labyrinth, so she was wow. like, there's only one zany kind of <laughs> terrifying. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Kids think. Yeah, I don't. I don't familiar. actually know, like, the relation of when Labyrinth was uh, filmed compared to Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. but it, it does kind of remind me of the same kind of like thing. Yeah. yeah, the kind, same kind of whimsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Nona Ryder won the part, when Tim Burton saw her in the teen dramedy Lucas. Yeah, which I never. I don't. I think never I ever saw that. I never did either. I was wondering if you did. Mm-mm. I also like uh, this bit of trivia that uh, it was almost named <laughs> Scared Sheetless. S H E E T L E S S. It still tell fits the motif of the movie. Yeah. So tell them why, though. Why? Well, the executive, the Warner Brothers executives didn't like the name Beetlejuice and pushed to have it changed to House Ghosts. Okay, how boring is that? Oh my gosh, that's so Burton jokingly suggested Scared Sheetless as an alternate name. And was appalled when Warner Brothers actually considered it. <laughs> Even Tim Burton was like, uh, no. no. <laughs> this was only a joke, my guys. <laughs> right. One of the iconic scenes in the movie is the uh, Deo scene, where yes. they sing the song Deo, and basically the Maitlands um, possess the um, family that's moved in, and they sing the Deo song with them and their guests, yeah. and they make them do... Um, coordinated dancing yeah. with the song, and it's hilarious. Well, and they want to, the Mrs. Dateland has all these people over at this fancy dinner party that she wants to impress. So they're trying to scare and also humiliate them. Because at right. this point, they, they really don't like the Mrs. Right. at all. So I thought it was interesting that at the memorial service for the actor who played Otho in the film, the actor's name 
is uh, Glenn Shadix. This Harry Belafonte's song, Deo, was played at the memorial service for him. Oh, that's fun. It's yeah. like a, an homage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that is a fun, quick view of Beetlejuice. I think we enjoyed watching it. I think it kind of holds up as kind of that Oh, yeah. Fun yeah. Movie. I would say that it definitely holds up. I don't think you could make a movie like that now and have it be successful. Yeah, I wonder. You're right. Um, there was a, a an attempt to uh, do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, for Beetlejuice, um, and there was a cartoon series oh, that's right. that followed Beetlejuice right. um, in the '90s, and we actually the, the video we had, the DVD we had of Beetlejuice that we got via Netflix had a couple of those cartoons. So we watched one of them just to kind of see what it was like. And Beetlejuice in that one was more like um, a quirky uncle to Lydia. Yeah, nicer, right? To Lydia, trying to be helpful but also himself. At the same time, um, it was kind of hard to watch. It no, was... there wasn't the crudity though. No, it was not just that silly. One. It was silly. Yeah, right. It was fine. It was just. Mm-hmm. I think his teeth bothered me. Did they? <laughs> yeah, the plot I, bothered me. I think that it would be fine <laughs> for little kids. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, there's. I don't know if it's any worse than any of the other shows that would have been coming out, or any dumber than any of the other shows that would have been coming out around the same time. Right. 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 Yeah. So, as your ghost comedian, here's a couple more <laughs> ghost jokes for you before we get into our next topic. Ghost comedian, or we could say our ghost host. Ooh, what are you trying a to little, A little foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if we said it at the beginning. <laughs> First up, what kinds of horses do ghosts ride? What kind of horses? Um... I feel like I'm overthinking. I'm thinking of different kinds of horses. Yeah. You have to think of punny. Punny horses? Yes. <laughs> a palomino is a type of horse, right? Yeah. A palascrimo. Or like a Shetland pony, oh. you could say a sheetless pony. <gasps> what? <laughs> Fun, but no. They ride nightmares. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, we were do. definitely overthinking that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. That seems to be the case in general. Yeah, yeah. But very fun. For the last question, what is a ghost's favorite game? Oh, um, basketball. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, well, now I gotta come up with one. <laughs> do you need a moment? Yeah. What about instead of life, death? Oh, good one. Yeah, that is a good one. But no, both are good, though. It is hide and go shriek. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes. Yours could have been afterlife. Oh, that's, that would have been good. Yeah. Stop making money. <laughs> <laughs> Stop helping. Yeah. Thank you, ghost host. Ooh, or thank wait. you. Ghost host. Ooh. Now, our next topic is near and dear to me, and that is the... 999 Happy Haunts of the Haunted Mansion. And there are several haunted mansions or manors um, in the Disney uh, parks around the world. Ours, the one we're the most familiar with, is the one at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World in Florida. Yes. In fact, Beth, in honor of this moment, is wearing a fun purple Haunted Mansion wallpaper shirt. So the idea of having a haunted house attraction at the Disney parks was in Walt Disney's mind um, a long time. Even before the parks um, were uh, fully formed, he had thought about part of it being some sort of 
um, either museum or some kind of weird area where he could include um, some of those fun but a little bit scary but not too scary elements. (laughs) And there was actually quite a bit of struggle in creating this because the different Imagineers who were involved struggled with whether or not it should be a scary ride or it should be a fun ride that included those elements that would normally be scary, but they wouldn't be scary in this context. And Walt um, intentionally put two people in charge of this, ultimately, that had that struggle. That were opposed to it. It had opposite views. Had different views, right, going into it um, in order to try to get something that uh, more people would enjoy. Oh, right? He was, he was yeah. good at that. Now, Ken Anderson was one of the Imagineers early on who drew concepts up for Walt and the idea of a house haunted mansion. Um, Walt eventually put uh, two uh, engineers in, in charge of it, and those were through a partnership with Mark Davis and Claude Coates. Uh, so those were the two that kind of were the creative team uh, behind uh, this activity. Mark Davis's Mark Davis really liked sight gags. He was really good at ingenious sight gags. What's a sight gag? So that's like the um, um, the visual. Uh huh. So is that like the stretching room kind of thing? Right. It would be like the stretching room. So a sight gag is something that could involve uh, something that's physically impossible or unexpected, and as a result, is something that's humorous. About okay. that, okay? Yeah. So the two of them actually worked on Pirates of the Caribbean together. Oh. Right? So you think about the, um, some of the scenes there are mm. uh, a little bit humorous. Yeah. Right? Along the way. But um, Claude's strengths were in the backgrounds, the layouts, and the set design. Right? So the two of them worked really well on Pirates of the Caribbean because you, know, you have huge set designs, backgrounds, layouts that make you feel like you are now in the land, mm-hmm. uh, which is what Claude's strengths were. And then you have the the um, activity involved, uh, like the um, pirate who's half in and half out of the boat. And he has all the hats on top of him, and he's holding all this stuff. That's, that would be a sight gag, right? Oh, okay. So there's those words going on, but you can see that he's struggling um, to get in the boat with all his stuff, but he might fall. Um, those sorts of things, right? So they worked really well. But they both coming out of that felt like they should have solely been in charge of the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, but they weren't. They they were in charge of it together. And they were there for... They struggled for a long time, didn't they? Yeah, they did. In fact, those creative differences, when you think about the uh, entire show, um, actually, it's kind of split. The first half of the show is all about environment. You mean the ride? Yeah. It's actually kind of split. The first half of the ride is is actually all about the environment. Yeah. It's a little more ominous and scarier in the first part. The second half then, in particular when you get to the Grand Hall and the Graveyard, Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes um, a little more fun, a little more activity. Yeah, energy. Uh, Yes, exactly. Humorous, whimsy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that split is a result of that partnership between them. That's interesting because if you do think about it, um, it's all like the knocking doors, like very uh, haunted house kind of ambiance in that first part. Yep. Like yeah. there's a scene with uh, Grandfather Clock that's spinning with a 13 and some kind of horrifying dismembered hand shadow like <laughs> passing right. over that's right, what actually, the clock. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. of. I think yeah. that might be the one of the freakier parts of that ride. Yeah. yeah. And great. if you think about it from the... 
the second half where you have the ballroom scene where the ghosts are coming in um, uh, in droves and there's dancing and there's uh, activity going on. Mm-hmm. They tend to be a little more um, upbeat kind of ghosts. In fact, when, then when you get to the graveyard scene, it's actually kind of a fun scene. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's in a graveyard and there's all the ghosts around. So that was that's interesting. Yeah. So there are a lot of ghosts in the Haunted Mansion. Um, so which ones kind of pop into your heads? Uh, I know that I can think of the, um, like the opera ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's the, relieving. Yeah. Well, the expression is, um, it's not over until so the fat the lady, lady sings. And that is related to the opera. So that's a, not a nice expression, but that was a long lived expression. Yeah. Right. Yep. So she's sort of a, a very, like the winged helmet and, you know, stuff like that. That's always yeah. a funny thing to see as you're going out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I uh, I have a pretty good idea of what yours is, Mom. And what would that be? That would be the singing busts in the uh, graveyard. And I do like that. That's funny because that's not what came to mind initially. But I always... Yeah. Isn't that funny? So funny. (laughs) Because I always... The doom buggies occasionally will stop. Yeah. And um, you get to sit and watch that while whatever's happening gets fixed. They stop because something is wrong or they're trying to load on a... You know, a specific yeah. kind of passenger that needs help. Kind right. Of thing. So it just stops and you get to st- sit. But it, it's always a fun thing when it yeah. stops because you're always is. stopped in a scene. Yeah. Right. And so, there's so much detail that you just you just want to look as much as you can. Exactly. Yeah. So I always want to stop in front of those busts, those singing busts. Yeah. Because they're so great. Mm-hmm. They're just the greatest things. I would love to sit. And Dad actually got to sit and watch those when I wasn't with him one time. And right. You were very sad. I know. I was jealous. Yeah. I recorded it. And I couldn't believe that it was going on for so long. I actually got my phone out of it and recorded the whole song as they're singing Grim Grinning Ghosts along mm-hmm. the way. And they're... They're a projection of faces onto busts, so their heads aren't moving, so they kind of have to sell the song with their eyes and their mouth. And they do. So a fun fact that I found about the singing ghosts is that Uncle Theodore, the lead singing bust, whose head is broken off, was played by the deep-voiced Thurl Ravenscroft, who's also known for singing You're a Mean One. Mr. Grinch. Oh. And providing the voice of Tony the Tiger. And wow. And apparently, people incorrectly identify him as Walt Disney. Yeah, some people <laughs> say funny. one you know, one of the busts is, is a likeness of Walt Disney, but none of them are. None yeah, of them I, are. I, I, yeah, I never um, saw They that. list them all. I, I don't need to go through them all because they're mostly right. people you're not going to recognize. But they are related to people that have worked on the ride, really. That's so fun. Yeah. That's so neat the way they do that. That mm-hmm. they... Honor people that have worked on these things throughout the scenes. Absolutely. So what ghosts were, were your favorite then, if those weren't? The trio. The, hit, yeah. the hitchhiking ghosts. Really? That, that's what came to mind. Yeah. Wow. I love the hitchhiking ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, there's the prisoner, the skeleton, and the traveler. Yes. And, yes, so those are my three favorite. They're, the, they're quirky and fun, and at the very end of the ride... The, one of them comes home with you. Yeah. And you get to see them in the Doom Bucky doing silly things. Stuff yeah, they have sort of a mere illusion yeah, which right. shows the ghosts in the Doom Buggy with you. With you. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes swishing your heads around. <laughs> like just doing silly things. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And they actually have names. Do you have their names? Yes. Um, the prisoner is in their semi-official names. Right. They're not like definitely official, but the prisoner is Gus. 
who's a short dwarf-like figure whose most prominent features are his long beard and ball and chain that's shackled around his ankle. And the skeleton is named Ezra. He's a tall phantom that wears a bowler hat and has the same face mold as the hat box ghost and other skeletal characters. I didn't know that. The Traveler is known as Phineas. He's a plump, hunchback ghost who wears a top hat and carries around a carpet bag. It's funny. funny. I think I think that I always got uh, Traveler the most, but I always liked the Prisoner the most. Mm-hmm. The little, yeah, the little, little guy, guy with a beard. Yeah. yeah. I was reading somewhere where it was like, you know, he was falsely imprisoned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all want to be... Just, just be aware. He's a sweet little ghost. Yeah. He wasn't there for any nefarious reason. <laughs> falsely accused. Like yeah. He was an accountant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he always reminded funny. me of like a little miner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, a little gold miner. Yeah, yeah so the, the last little section, right before, after you leave the graveyard, and you leave the, the opera singer, who's the fat lady, so that you know that the ride's over because the right. fat lady sang. Yeah. Right. right. That's the whole point of it, is um, the narrator says... There's a little matter I forgot to mention. And the ghost host says, beware of hitchhiking ghosts. And that's when you see the three in front of you. And that scene has changed over time. And now they're actually CGI. They were actually um, a different kind of effect, the same effect they used in the ballroom dancing scene uh, for a while. Uh, But then they got changed to these um, CGI versions so that when you go to the mirror scene... They, when they show up on your, in your buggy with you, what they call your, your ride vehicle buggy. is your doom buggy. Yeah. Um, they um, they can appear in the same form uh, that you saw them back there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that change. I thought I it do. was really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I was looking forward to seeing. It's that. interesting. I actually liked the uh, the old ones more. Really? Anything? Yeah. Anything in Disney, I prefer its practical effects because CGI just takes me out of takes me out of whatever I'm in. And I don't know. That's that's that might just be at least around this table a me thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. M- movies do the same thing with me. CGI takes me when it's clearly CGI. It takes me out of it. So if I'm in a ride, it kind of takes me out of it too. It, they do a good job in the haunted mansion though. It yeah. doesn't really take me out of it because it's such a fun experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can, can do they it. can do so much fun things with CGI. Like right. you said, flipping people's heads around. Right. And, uh, like, interacting with them when they're on the Doom buggy. Yeah. I was completely charmed when they did that, when they started that effect. So I don't have a favorite ghost, but I do have a favorite room, and that is the ballroom dancing scene. Again, this is in the Haunted Mansion in Disney World in Florida. And I remember, I think we were stopped one or two times at that scene where you could really get to know the scene. Yes. Because there is so much going on there. There is. And I remember it was... It took me years to realize that um, there were actually um, the portraits on hanging on the wall and the very top actually, left. Yeah, would actually come to life and duel. Right. They. I, it did me too. Yeah. Because one day you know, I was just sitting there watching it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because the way yeah. the flow of the ghost goes, it kind of takes you from the when you first see the ballroom scene. You see these ghosts flowing down. Yeah. Into the room. So then you're looking down. And then there's a lot going on in front of you down in the ballroom. Yeah, the so ghosts really are looking up. Well, it starts with a birthday party. Yes. Yeah, it starts with a birthday party. Yeah. Starts with the little fireplace area. Uh-huh. And it goes to the birthday party where right, there yeah. are a lot of ghosts. So you're like, you're scanning, trying to see everything you can. Right, yeah. Right. And then you go to these twirling ghosts and then to an organ. Or organist. Right, where there are ghosts 
faces or whatever coming out of the organ. Right. So that in and of itself is very active. However, there are other things going on in the room that unless you get to really look at it, you would kind of miss just... Because there's one on the chandelier too, isn't right. there? Yeah. Yeah, then there's And there's the, stuff in and out of the window. And it's not... Top. Yeah, it's yeah. not the pictures coming to life. The ghosts of those people come out of the pictures. Yeah. So it's a really cool and illusion and yeah. turn to each other and shoot their guns at each other and then, and go, then back. go back into the pictures. Yeah. So, so yeah. that was my... So that's like my favorite part. That whole scene was just like mind-blowing effects when I was a little kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so awesome. To, it to, still is. To yeah. see the ghost twirling and, and they're going... They're, they're ethereal. They're, mm-hmm. they're see-through. So they're twirling through chairs and through yeah. stuff. So you can tell that they are But it's not ghosts, CGI. It's, but it's not CGI. It's practical, practical. effects, yeah. Yeah. which Very is crazy. And the neat thing about that, too, is that it's, it is such a popular room uh-huh. that they have brought those elements, those ghosts, to the parade. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's so they funny. now are part of the parade, yeah. Fun. At the Halloween, at the not-so-scary Halloween party. Yeah, which we'll get to see for the first time. I know. Some this year. Coming trip. Yeah. Some of you. Yeah, Randy and I have seen it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. But I was looking, I was looking at Sydney when I was saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because a little while ago, you were like, oh, you guys have never been to the <laughs> yeah, not-so-scary? Yeah. I was like, yeah, we haven't been before. <laughs> I just didn't remember, that's yeah. all. <laughs> you weren't yeah. mocking us. with. <laughs> Um, no, but that was really cool. Uh, and one scene that was really cool for me, mm-hmm. and I still love, uh, it's not it's not as long as the ballroom dance, but it's that scene where you're sort of towards the beginning of the ride, where you're going, uh, where you're going up into the ride, and there's all these upside down and sideways stairs yeah. that you can see feet uh, walking on. Yeah, green with, feet, the, yeah, the ghostly green, yeah. Foot, yeah, yeah. footsteps. Uh, which is... Very sort of, that's funny, it, it reminds me of Beetlejuice because it's a very Tim Burton-esque kind of yeah. uh, thing. But uh, throwback to one of our old episodes, that's based off of the, which house? The Winchester House. The Winchester yeah. House, that's right. right. So yeah, but that was, I didn't know that when I was little, but that's still really cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that, that's always a fun scene to go through for me. Because yeah. it kind of it kind of t- takes you into um, the world of the house. Right. It's mm-hmm. not just... A normal house that's a little spooky at that point. It's its own weird kind of world that it's right. taking you into. Yeah. That was episode 2.26 that we, Sydney talked about the Winchester house. So um, there are a lot of individual scenes yes. um, that you go through. We mentioned several of them. There are other scenes with, uh, there's a seance room with Madame Leota. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, interesting effects. There's the um, the attic. You go kind of up into the attic and that is uh, the scenes with the um, the bride, yeah, right, the bride, yeah. the Constance, yes, who um, continues to suddenly uh, have her husbands lose their heads somehow, right? Right, yeah. Um, it so became clear how by the end of the right. But my favorite scene is the one we mentioned, which is the almost last scene when you come out of the attic. You're actually going down into the graveyard, so your doom buggies turn around backwards. You go down a little slope, and then you're in the graveyard, and that's when the singing busts are singing. Grim Grinning Ghosts, mm-hmm. there's um, just ghosts and skeletons and ghouls all around singing along with the song. Yeah. Some popping up, some, some having tea parties. Right. Some there's mummies, there's cats, there's owls, there's cats, there's uh, dogs that are ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the caretaker, 
the, uh, at the very cemetery caretaker and his dog, and his dog kind of whimpering mm-hmm. because of all the ghostly action going on. Yes. Uh, so that's definitely my favorite scene uh, on the way out. But I've always loved Haunted Mansion. In fact, Haunted Mansion, uh, when I was a kid, was one of the main reasons I wanted to go to Disney World was to, to see it because I saw some previews on TV. My mom had gotten me, I think, a um, record back then, oh. uh, an LP, that had Grim Grim and Grim grinning ghosts in it. That is so funny. I never knew that. I yes. never knew that either. Oh, yeah. Disney, you could always get their records yes. with these different songs on them, which were so cool. And like we've mentioned before, Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride. In fact, the, the family has gotten me various books over the years that are really awesome. And they kind of walk you through the history of the Haunted Mansion because it does have a great history mm-hmm. as well. Uh, one of the great books is the Haunted Mansion Imagineering a Disney Classic by Jason Sorrell. He's written, he's written some great books. Uh, and also the unauthorized story of Walt Disney's Haunted Mansion by Jeff Bayham. And then the other fun book that I got from the family was actually the song, The Grim Grinning Ghost, with all the lyrics and little cartoon pictures on each page. Oh, the, that walks like through the kids' them. book. That's right, the kids' yeah. book. But each page just has um, part of the lyrics, and it actually walks you through the ride mm-hmm. as part of that. So I, I really enjoy that um, book as well. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's so funny. Other people will be reading, like, sweet stories to our other grandparents, to their grandkids. Right. <laughs> but when we have kids, you'll be pulling up the Haunted Mansion. This is a grim grinning ghost. Right, I'll say things like, When the crypt doors creak... And the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for a swinging wake. <laughs> Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Well, you're, you're not saying it right. It's Happy Haunts Materialize and Begin to Vocalize. <laughs> yeah, they, they said when they came up with the song, they kind of spoke it, kind, kind of sang it uh-huh. to um, Walt. And he's like, yep, that's great. Go ahead and make it a song. So that's kind of funny. That is funny. He, yeah. yeah, he just cracks me up. It was funny because I was one of these, I've been, as I was looking up stuff about the Haunted Mansion, I don't have books about it, but I am going to read your bride book after this podcast is done. Okay. The the caretaker, <laughs> he just he just shook his head to the kids. One of the interesting things about the ballroom scene is that, um, you know, as the ghosts fade in and out and they go to the dining room, it's startling in its realism. It was based on an illusion effect called Pepper's Ghost, which would have been popular in the 1800s. So the props in the room are real. The ghosts are actually images of animatronic characters reflected in glass in front of the scene. So you can't see them. You just see their reflection in the scene. That blew my mind when I read that. That's so... I love... uh, This is why I love practical effects more than CGI. You just have to be so creative with the way that you do them. It's interesting. One of the things that, um, as you know, as a as a mom, I guess, as I've been going through, as you go through, you see dust and cobwebs. Uh huh. Yes. And then I, in my head, I think, is this just something they don't have to take care of because it's always because <laughs> you know, it's supposed to because it's spooky, <laughs> dusty and, and grimy and stuff. But interestingly, I was looking at some fun facts. And it said, the dust is carefully dusted and the cobwebs are repaired every night. <laughs> and I did also hear that they vacuum every night. So if, in a previous version of this, we talked about how sometimes people will bring ashes of loved ones 
and to share with the ride. <laughs> right. And want to put them on the haunted mansion because it was their favorite ride or right. whatever. And the caution was, don't do that. They're just going to get vacuumed up yeah. at I mean, the end of the night. Right. On the one hand, the ride is encouraging you to join them in their 999 <laughs> haunts because there's always room for one more. And but, not volunteers. Your ashes. <laughs> but not your ashes. True, not your ashes specifically. Right. Yeah. No. Another fun fact that I found was Madame Leota's face and namesake and voice was by Imagineer Leota... Get this, her last name was Tombs. <laughs> that really cracked me up. And another fun fact that I found, Imagineer and Disney legend Claude Coates, he briefly had a draft of the Haunted Mansion as a water ride version through the ruins of an old plantation house partially submerged in a Louisiana bayou. Yeah, and... He based that on my understanding from these books is that Ken Anderson's um, original drawings that then were basically just some ideas for Claude Coates and Mark Davis Mm -hmm. were based on that Louisiana kind of um, mansion or one of those old um, houses in plantation. Yeah, like a plantation kind of effect. Yeah, plantation kind of feel to it, which is so funny to me because that sounds like such a cool thing. Like the the haunted mansion thing. Haunted Mansion is great. Yeah. That sounds like a cool thing. And I was actually thinking about this other, the other day. I was like, how cool... Like, I would love it if one of the lands in Magic Kingdom... Like, you know, they have Frontierland, Tomorrowland. If one of them was, like, a spooky land. Spooky land, yeah. Like, <laughs> I could I could land. love a whole Haunted Mansion land. Like, yeah. walking through that would be There's a whole so group cool. of people that want a uh, another park to open that is solely based on villains. That is so funny. That would that be is really so funny. Cool. That yeah. would be really cool. That yeah. would be so fun. Yeah. Um, not as I'm not I'm on board for that, but not as on board as a haunted mansion. Land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just because a little part of Magic just a Kingdom. little part of Magic yeah. Kingdom that you could go into, and it would just be spooky. Like all the stores you could go through. They could think about all the creativity you could have there. You could have a like, Louisiana Bayou uh, plantation ride. That would be so fun. So, um, the original Haunted Mansion opened up in Disneyland in August of 1969. So, this is the 50th anniversary of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion. Wow. So, when we were in Walt Disney World in August, they had some of those um, special merchandise things you could buy uh, celebrating the Disneyland version. Mm-hmm. So, 50 years. Yeah, yeah. 50 so, it years. was a big deal. It's a 50-year anniversary. All the different, yeah, different... Disney parks that had Haunted Mansion were, mm-hmm. were celebrating. celebrating with yeah. them. Yeah. In right. fact, and it's funny that you mention that because even in Target, there's an end cap in the kids section titled something like Haunted Mansion 50 Years and they had some fun Haunted Mansion merchandise. Oh, that's interesting. What? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you get him one of everything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I saw a Haunted Mansion shirt there. I forgot, I guess. <laughs> Not well, like you could. You, not like you don't have a lot of haunted mansion shirts. And from this last D twenty three, we know that Target and Disney are teaming up together to create know. Disney um, sections of certain stores. So the closest one to us will actually be in Leesburg, Virginia. Uh, so not too far away. But Sorry. again, you have a lot of Haunted Mansion merchandise and I clothes. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Says the girl who's wearing. A Haunted Mansion shirt. Oh, hypocrite much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
we were standing in line. I dad went to Randy went to get some things in haunted mansion, so I was standing in line, kind of holding our place. And he came over with, I think, three shirts. And I said, "Oh, okay, that's nice." And I started looking at them, and I handed him one. I said, "You already have this one." <laughs> <laughs> he said. Well, which one was it that I wanted? So I said, okay, stay here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I went and found the one. That the funny was thing about that Harvard Mansion was that they just opened that store just a few years ago, the Memento Mori store. Right. Because they actually didn't build a gift shop at the end of the ride. Now, most rides unusual. today right. end up in a gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> but that one was not. So they actually had to wait till some other things were vacant a little bit outside the ride, but near it. Uh, and then they created a special gift shop just for it. And yeah. I love that gift shop. Yeah, yeah. And even yeah. then, it's very small. It's a very it small, small gift shop. But it has a lot of good stuff. Very specialized. Yeah. And I did want to mention, since we're talking about Haunted Mansion, I recently got a picture from Disney World put on a phone case. And on it, it's, it's Randy and I in front of Cinderella's Castle. And it's a great photo. It's a beautiful day. But he has on... His t-shirt, a haunted mansion t-shirt that says, I've been dying to meet you. It's my foolish mortals. Foolish mortals. Foolish mortals. Yes. So that was just funny. I think of it every time I look at this. Yeah. Well, that was very fun. I could talk about Haunted Mansion for for many, many hours, but I won't today. (laughs) Thank you for all of you. We all thank you for that. You might lose some of us. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, But if you're interested... You can always contact us um, for more information on our social media sites. As always, we finish our uh, podcast with our future festivities. This is for the week of September 30th. September 30th is Hot Mold Cider Day. October 1st is International Coffee Day. October 2nd is Phileas Fogg Wager Day. What? Yep, you'll have to wait and see. October 3rd is Techies Day. Oh, like Trekkies? Nope, just like Techies. Techies, techies. Trekkies? You, you could be both. <laughs> October 4th is Taco Day. October 5th is Astronomy Day. And October 6th is Mad Patter Day. As always, you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, it's at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, it's at Holiday Moons. And you can find us... On Facebook, uh, we have a Facebook page and a group um, by searching Holiday Moons. Or you can contact us at any time via, G- via Gmail at holidaymoons at gmail.com. So for Randy, Cole, Sydney, and Beth, Happy Hauntings! Hauntings!